Hello and welcome to I Wish I Wrote That Song, the podcast where we talk to songwriters and artists about themselves, songwriting and a song they wish they wrote. They'll play a cover of a song for us at the end of the episode. I'm Keith Wyatt. And I'm David Glover. So Keith, at the beginning of the last episode, you mentioned us sponsoring the Americana Music Awards. How did it go? It was a good evening, thanks. Unfortunately, owing to COVID, winners like Lucinda Williams weren't there, but they zoomed in remotely. You can watch the broadcast on YouTube. Right. So I guess a few artists performed. Who did you enjoy most? What stood out? Well, difficult question, but the Wandering Hearts were pretty cool. And I might just have had a quiet word with them about podcasts. Mm. Anyway, back to the podcast. In this episode, we spoke to Lily from Brighton bass band Penelope Isles. We spoke to Lily a few days after the release of their album, Which Way to Happy. We talked about their DIY ethos, recording during lockdown in Cornwall, and of course, the song She Wishes She Wrote, a song by Pavement, originally released in 1994. Head over to our website at iwishiwrotethatsong.co.uk for more episodes and Spotify playlists of the songs featured. Also, send us an email on hello at iwishiwrotethatsong.co.uk or message us on Instagram to give us feedback, suggestions for new episodes, and let us know the songs you wish you'd written. Welcome to I Wish I Wrote That Song with Penelope Isles. How are you doing? You good? Yeah, ma'am. I'm, I'm good, yeah. Uh, pretty chill in the morning, just had a bowl of cereal. What, what was cereal did you have? I had Crave. Woof! I know, yeah. Wow. Um, I went to the cinema last night to watch Dune. How was that? Any good? Yeah, it was really good. It was obviously, like, beautiful. Soundtrack is, like, unbelievably amazing and just, like, visually just epic. It doesn't really get more epic than that. It was pretty long and pretty complicated. <laughs> Maybe it's because I was hungover. <laughs> was that celebrating the album release? Yeah, yeah, it has been. It's been a big weekend of it because also it's tied in with, I don't know if you heard of Mutations. It's a festival happening in Brighton over the weekend. So, yeah, it kind of tied in well because we just got to go watch loads of bands and have a bit of a party. But I I also have, I've just been getting over tonsillitis. So I've had tonsillitis throughout the album release and the weekend. And I've sort of just been like partying on through it, which isn't the best idea. But <laughs> <laughs> we, made, we made it to Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it is. You're in Brighton then? I'm in Brighton, yeah. Yeah, both Jack and I live in Brighton. And then the other boys in the band live in Lewisham. Nice. Oh, okay. Where are you guys? Where, where do you live? I'm in Sheffield. I'm in Cornwall. Are you? Where was in Cornwall, are you? I live near Prey Sands. Near the oh, beach yeah, amazing. Like, one of the most beautiful spots in the world. Our parents live in Penzance, so, like, we're, like, big big Cornwall people. I spent, like, four months there in lockdown this year, and it was just so, it felt so blessed, man. Yeah, that's a good place I've spent it. So lucky, man. We were just going surfing every day, like, eating really well, like, only really having, like, a drink on the weekend, like, at home. I was so much healthier then. Like, I look at pictures of myself, like, at the start of the year, and I'm like, I look like three years younger. <laughs> I need to get back to that spot. But I've been on crutches for the past few months. I've literally just got off them, like, a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Oh, dear. So, like, I haven't been able to, like, do 
any exercise. So I've just been like drinking myself under the table and then like not moving and I just feel fucking haggard. <laughs> what did you do? Why were you on crutches? I tore my meniscus when I was surfing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. At um yeah. at Gwivian, actually. My favourite place to surf. Yeah, it's best spot. And I had to yeah. get the lifeguards to drive me off the beach in their truck. I literally oh, couldn't no. move. It was like the worst pain I ever do you need an operation or something? Or... Yeah, I do. I've got to have surgery around Christmas time, I think. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm probably going to be on crutches for a few of the gigs next year, which will be interesting. Oh, yeah, because you got a big tour in January, isn't it? Yeah, January, February, March, and then probably April as well. That's like... Yeah, that's a proper big old school looking tour. Yeah, I know. I love it. I can't wait. I'm so ready. It's going to be quite interesting because we haven't toured intensely at all with the new band members. We've... You know, we've torn our tits off with like the old dudes, but like now we've got these the new boys. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it <laughs> how it goes. I saw you at end of the road. How was that? Oh yeah, it was it was amazing, man. It was nerve wracking, like special, like very meaningful. And Joe, he, he plays drums. He's been to that festival every year for like ten years, and has always wanted to play it. So, and Henry, like you know, it's the biggest show he's ever played, and like it was just yeah, it was amazing. It was great. Yeah, it's it's one of if not the best festival, I think. I it is, think. isn't it? It is the best yeah, festival. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what we all it say, is. isn't it? It is the best festival. Yeah, Green Man's pretty good, though, isn't it? Green Man is I, great. I did, yeah. they're, they're kind of on a par for me. They are. They are. I've only been to Green Man once. I was only there for like a night, but it was pretty. The lineup was pretty amazing. But mm. I've, I've, I found that when I went, sound wise, I thought sound end of the road was a lot better for some reason. Mm. Maybe it was just the year. They're both really good festivals. I think, yeah, if I had to choose two, it would be Green Man. But, um, yeah, I just, I've just been to End of the Road lots of times and it just has a place in my heart. Yeah. What are you doing with the rest of your day? We're just asking just odd questions at the minute. I'm just interested in what people are up to most of the time. <laughs> that is okay. That is okay. Um, today, so I'm doing this and then I'm, I've got to go to the Bell Union office and have a little meeting there. That's handy. It's in, it's in Brighton, isn't it? Yeah, so the shop's in Brighton nice. and they've just opened up an office um, in town. So I've got a little meeting there. And then, because I'm a hand-poked tattoo artist, I'm doing a tattoo on a friend today. She's getting quite... It's really exciting, though, because she's getting, like, a really, like, bold tattoo. She's getting, like, a big butterfly on her chest. Yeah. It's probably going to take me, like, a, most of the afternoon. And then I think, hopefully, fingers crossed tonight, I'm... Um, I think my friends got me on the guest list, hopefully for Metronomy playing at Patterns, which is like a really small yes, venue cool. in Brighton. But like they're doing like a special, I don't know why they're playing such a small place because it's literally, I think it's like three 300 cap or something. But like yeah. hopefully going to go to that if, if, I, if they can squeeze me in. So yeah, I've got a good day planned ahead. 
thank you for thank you for, for like wanting us on it like or want, yeah that's really cool thanks yeah. for doing it nice yeah, thanks for doing it it was Good. fucking hard to pick a song I'll tell you that <laughs> how are yeah. you supposed to do that I, was, I picked it and I recorded it I, oh, well I still haven't chosen Good. one you, yeah one. that's it have you have you guys not done one <laughs> no I can't even I, I've, I've not even able to think of one it's, too hard it's, it's so I yeah. finally I so I came up with the idea of the podcast originally about four years ago um for a few reasons we didn't get going um and i finally on the plane to nova scotia decided the song oh so literally like the oh, other really? day decided your song yeah. yeah well what is it <laughs> keith it's this is a wish i wrote that song what is a song you wish you wrote <laughs> it's cattle and cane by the go-betweens That song, like out of yeah, any song, I decided that's it. That's the song yeah. you were. Yeah. Wrote. So, why? <laughs> Loads of, this isn't a podcast with me, you know. <laughs> and this isn't going in the podcast, Clover. Like what have you got coming up to promote the album? Apart from a tour, obviously in the new year. We've we got a couple more videos coming out over the next few weeks i think we had to make five music videos for five singles and we made them all ourselves apart from one which is the first time we've ever worked with anyone else because we make all of our own stuff yeah it was absolutely knackering just like video after video and some of them were like a bit thrown together just like last minute deadline happening okay let's think of something some of them were like you know had to take two weeks and it was like a lot of work into it I had to get a lot of mates to help out but we did it and um yeah we got we got a couple more coming out we've got one for terrified coming out which is <laughs> quite a funny video and then we worked with a director called Jamie Thraves he's kind of like um he made like some really fucking great videos, man. He made like the video for Just by Radiohead and he made the video for The Scientist by Coldplay. So, he, yeah, he's pretty, a bit of a big dog and like he just loves our band and wanted to like make a video f for us, which is really, really cool just because he's, you know, he, I think he's wanting to work with smaller bands. So, yeah, we did that, which was fun. That'll be out soon. That's for the track Have You Heard.
So yeah, we got those, and then obviously we got the little run of dates, like in November. Before the tour starts, we're doing like a couple of in-stores, like around little record shops, which I'm really excited for. Like, I love doing that kind of thing. Like, Yeah, like lot, lots on, really. Good, amazing. And then, yeah, Mammoth Tour. Absolute mammoth tour. Because <laughs> we're going to America in March, and we're already like talking about like what everyone's going to wear because we're all really excited and like... Going for South by Southwest? Yeah, yeah. And then I think what well, will probably be announced by the time this podcast is out, but we're actually doing a big American tour as well Ooh. in March. But maybe, yeah, probably double check that it, that it's, that it's <laughs> announced. <laughs> you heard it first here. Yeah, I heard it first here. But yeah, we're going away with Pompoco. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know those. Oh, they're great, man. Yeah, they're great. They're um, kind of like deer hoof, oh, really like guitar-y, sort of like almost like maffy, super fun, yeah. colourful, like punky, like impressive band. I'd definitely be checking them out. That'd be a good tour. You, see, you mentioned you're just doing your own videos. You just seem to be mm. pretty self-sufficient in that way because you did a lot of um, your own recording as well, don't you? Like you're self-produced and... Before we signed to Bella, like, we were such a DIY band. I mean, obviously, every every band kind of is before they start working with other people. We have to be. But we, you know, we've always just, like, driven ourselves. Like, main, my, you know, my brother's six years older than me and, like, he's got, got a fair amount more experience in bands. But, like, you know, we booked all our own gigs, drove everywhere, like, made enough money ourselves, like, made all of our merch, like, screen printed all our own T-shirts and organised gigs, like, made all our own videos, all that stuff, you know, really productive. And, and I think Bella sort of, like, we all wanted to sort of keep that sort of ethos, like, when we started working with them, despite the fact that, we're signing to a label. Like I think they admired that in us and I think it's important to like keep that and it makes you productive. So yeah, I think when they sort of like found out that we like make all our own videos and stuff, they were like, yes. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Cause like we just like crack on with it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of a challenge. Definitely just like we'd finish one and then we'd be right on to the next. And as well as like doing our jobs and like trying to live and get by in COVID and stuff like that. And, and, yeah, it was definitely challenging to sort of like stay on top of the motivational like creativity yeah. like buzz that you kind of need to like make a make a video. But the last few videos, my friend Josh McCauley, he moved down to Brighton and he's he helped us out with the last couple, which was great to have just like an extra pair of hands um, for me and Jack. So yeah, we've definitely got Josh to thank for the latest few. But yeah, lots of DIY. I would find ourselves sort of like I'd be like holding a hat over a lampshade and like Josh would be like fanning with this giant tub to get like wind and <laughs> someone would be on the light switch going like on off on off on off on off on off on off the camera would be like held by like a belt and a piece of string off like a bunk bed and then someone would be like blowing glitter everywhere like this is all super just DIY low budget stuff you know like when was your album out? 5th of November oh, amazing firework night yeah nice yeah it's really good I have listened to it. I just don't know when it come out. Yeah, it's good out. Yeah, days, yeah, yeah, that's okay, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. No worries. I love a uh, still sailing still. 
That's beautiful. Oh, nice, that's one, man. One, yeah. That one, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that, that's yeah. I think that's like one of our favorite ones to, to play live. I think it's so yeah. good. And thanks. You recorded that at Bell Union Studio. Yeah, so we recorded the album in two halves. Really, we recorded the first half in Cornwall. We we hired a little cottage. We were only supposed to go there for about three weeks, but we hired it and coincidentally like moved in, moved all of our stuff down there day one of the first lockdown. And then we were like, we got there, like we brought all of our stuff, basically all of our studio. We even brought like a Hammond wow. 15, 20 guitars, like all of our pedals, like we even brought furniture, just like the full shebang. And then when we got there, it was like, day one of lockdown and then we ended up staying there for two months and not only that it has it had one bed me and three boys (laughs) one bed in one bedroom that we all had to rotate sharing every every two nights we would swap who got the bed and it'd be someone on the bed and everyone else would be on the floor or the sofa like the sofa it was and it was one bed and then it was like one open plan tiny kitchen and living room which was just full of all of our stuff like all of our instruments all of our equipment and completely in the middle of nowhere obviously like when we booked it we sort of thought oh it'll be lush we'll like get up go for a surf and then we'll like work in the day and then we'll go to the pubs in the evening and go see our parents down the road and like do fun stuff and obviously because of lockdown couldn't do any of that at all so we were literally like cooped up we didn't even have our own bedrooms obviously the world was cooped up you know what yeah. i mean it, it was it was really intense man it and like it. but it just gave us nothing else to do apart from this record so we really cracked on with it but we did go a bit stir crazy yeah <laughs> no it gives a new meaning to a residential studio doesn't it yeah big time i, I basically just became like a chef for a couple of months so just like cook for everyone because obviously as well like i do all like keyboards and vocals and like I'd kind of do like all the parts that you record normally like later so like I wasn't doing anything for a long time I was just like you know cooking basically I was (laughs) (laughs) which you know it was quite fun but I was just like what was your favorite thing to cook I do really good salads I'm a good I'm a good salader excellent I know my salads I think that's good (laughs) the difficult thing to get do well I think I think uh, yeah. people see them as dull, but if you put the right effort oh, in, no. get the right textures no. going off, some nice sharp. Yeah, it's all start. about like the te- exactly like the textures. You gotta have something sweet in there, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then every now and then it'd be like, Lily, what do you think about this? You know, do you like this? Or like, Lily, what should we do about this? And I'd be like, chopping up my salad, like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Or like, no, 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 don't do that. Or like, how about we go for that? Or take out that hi-hat or whatever. And then I'd just be like, back to my salad. <laughs> Lily on keyboards, vocals and salad. <laughs> no, but it's funny, like a song called Ice Gems and like one of the songs has got like a carrot bite in it. I think I think I did the carrot bite. I think it says maybe my name on the credit <laughs> on the album credits. I think it does say carrot bite. Did you see a few years ago Noel Gallagher? He had a session scissors player. A session scissors player, yeah, nice. But on tour. 
on shows as well. So I think it was on Jews On or something like that. So you, you can get on LinkedIn, Session Carrot Biter. And then you finished off in Belly Union's place, was it? So you did all the crazy Cornwall stuff, but then tried to make it sane. Yeah, and then we kind of needed to like redo quite a bit of it. Like something wasn't really like clicking, mm. and we needed to sort of like make a few adjustments and sort our heads out because it was a bit of a weird time. Like it was fun and amazing, and there was some really wholesome times, and like we got a lot done. But also, it was quite hard. Like me and Jack were both going through like really rocky times in our relationships and we weren't necessarily like doing that great and despite all the salads we, were, we weren't that healthy mm. like we'd just gotten back from like touring so much just eating so much fast food like touring around America and just like quite a bit heavier and like pale and just drinking quite a lot and then we were like having both having like a lot of problems with our relationships and kind of just needed to go back to Brighton and just like sort some stuff out and like make some changes and yeah and then we did that and and I went back to Brighton and I ended up like writing like a few more songs that like ended up going on the album last minute I wrote um have you heard and 11 11 and um yeah we just thought it would be cool to put something like really fresh on there and it just felt so unbelievably like um current to like what I was going through mm. at the time you know compared to these songs that I demoed like over the past like year like or whatever and then it was like we should just put like this is so like relevant to to like my life right now and it felt like intense but like also really cool to just like we were like fuck it let's just put it on and and then because of that like it, it, it yeah it just made it it made it feel a little bit more um, representative of like where where we were at at the time. Yeah. I think. We came back to Brighton, and then we've got a studio here, and we we finished it there over the next like few months, I think. Oh, we had like a little, we had a little like couple of weeks in between where we went to our parents for two weeks and we recorded loads of the vocals in our mum's like laundry cupboard. She's got like, <laughs> like a, she's like obsessed with laundry. It's perfect for recording vocals just because it's just like warm and then like soft. just like soft, just literally surrounded in like folded bed sheets. She's got a bit of an obsession with like bed sheets, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that was great. And then kind of like it was in two chunks, really. Yeah. Then Dave Fridman mixed the record. Yeah, yeah. Dave did it, but he was he lives in New York, so it was um, that was a really intense process because obviously we spent like five, six months like recording all these songs and getting them to the best, really just like, 
fine-tuning detailed, going above and beyond than he ever has before with, like, trying to make something sound good. And, like, it sounded great. Passing it over to Dave, the way it would work is because he does everything analogue and then he basically what he would do is he would, because of the time difference, he'd do a mix and then he would send it over in the middle of the night to us and then we'd wake, wake up with the first mix and then we would have about five, six hours to like basically decide everything that we loved or hated or what mm. it changed or whatever. And we'd have to meet up every day. We'd all listen to it on like loads of different pairs of headphones and speakers and like, you know, and off our phones and then talk about it. And then we would send all of our notes back or have a call with him. And then he would, he would do another mix and then he would print it. Yeah. So it was really intense. So, and because not only that, he's really, he's really like bold with his, yeah. um, mix in like he he would do things where it would be like oh my god like as if we've just got to decide now like whether we want this or not like in miss moon it it gets to like a guitar solo and then he just like took all the bass out just like removed the bass where really that's supposed to be a drop in the song supposed to sort of like go to the next level but he just like took out all the bass Mm. And, and then f- fades it in after like halfway through the solo. was like Lily you probably not gonna like this just like prepare yourself for it this is gonna like be hard for you and I was like okay let me listen to it and it happened and I was like no not gonna happen no (laughs) can't do that like no way but then like Simon was just like Simon he's runs Bella Union he's also our manager Simon was like look you just have to like trust that like it's Dave Fridman he's like does these things for a reason and now it's like one of my favorite bits on the album like i absolutely love it it's so difficult when you've lived with it isn't it for so long yeah if you've been living yeah, with it, working like, on it especially for so long as well and then he did lots yeah. of things like that man lots of things um yeah but he it's amazing and like if you can listen to them side by side like we were like this sounds fucking good before we sent them to him mm. and then like now you listen to side by side and it just it sounds like so much like with no offense at all to Jack, but like it sounds so much like duller and like just like lacks in lacks in that vibrance. Like, like Davey, just it's, it's like he it's like he fr- framed our paintings. It's like he just he's such a hot mixer. It's proper hot his style. It's like really vibrant. Like you can hear him in it. You can hear a bit of it. Yeah, like, oh, that's great, yeah. jump pannings that happen and stuff like that. And Yeah, I don't know. It's always a risk to go with someone that's really got their own style, isn't it? Like, Because a lot of people might just want to get someone to mix their record that like, or just literally take what they've got and making it sound like yeah. great. Polished. Whereas like, it was definitely more of a collaboration. It was like working with literally like another musician. On It was, you know, it wasn't just like him like sh- polishing our tunes. It was mm. like him fully just like 
you know, putting himself on them, which was a massive honour, really. I think I picked up on it because I am a bit obsessed with Dave Friedman. Yeah. It's the confessional, the weekly confessional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cool. Yeah, I feel very, very, very lucky that he was into our tunes. How does the writing work with the band and stuff? Um, normally, like, the songs you hear that Jack sings, he writes. Right. And the songs you hear that I sing, I write. Oh, that's cool. And then um, we, like, normally demo them in our, like, rooms or our studios and, like, kind of get carried away and just, like, put loads of stuff all over it and write all yeah. the parts and all that. And then when we go into the studio, we work on those parts together and... So you come with like a, a really fleshed out demo to the band? Yeah, just like full of just like MIDI software instrument stuff. Just like my favourite part is just writing all the little part, like little keyboard parts mm. and little melodies and like little guitar riffs and um, like all the harmonies. Like that's the stuff I love doing in my bedroom, like on my own really. And then and then I bring it to Jack and like I'm not that great at writing like bass lines or drum parts. You know, that's like his forte and... But yeah, we kind of really write our own songs. You know, there were there were there were a few moments where we like like I think there was a moment in Sailing Still when we were recording the vocals and we like wrote a whole verse together. Or like he helped me reword the lyrics because like that's a really quite an old song, and like, I needed to like sort of change it up a little bit so it was a little bit more relevant to what we were going through at the time. And he, mm. you know, we kind of did that together, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, we do so much together, but like when it comes to actually writing the songs, I think we we kind of prefer it just in our own little bubbles. I think we were totally up for like getting a little bit more collaborative with it cuz like you know, we we've been doing that. We wrote a song the other day actually together, which was really sweet and we've got very 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 similar minds, so when we do do it, it's just like we we know, we almost like know where the next person's going to go and stuff like that. So which I think is why we like writing on our own because we want it to sort of, we want to see what, what we would do without the other person. So the name of the podcast is I Wish I Wrote That Song. Which song do you wish you wrote? Um, okay, well, this was ridiculously hard because I was like, well, I basically wish I wrote any song that I liked. Yeah. So you're asking me to pick any song that I liked that I wish I wrote. But also, the song I've picked, obviously I wish I wrote, but also it's not like the song I wish I wrote out of any song, like more than any song in the world. It's just a song that I really wish I wrote. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Is that fine? That's good, yeah. Because, Keith, you were saying that, like, this, you found the song that you wish you wrote, and I felt like I can't, I can't there's literally impossible to pick so it did take me four years so don't worry <laughs> maybe in four years give me a buzz and i'll i'll find the one or i'll be like i've written it guys i've written the song <laughs> tell us the song that you wish you wrote okay i've picked gold sounds by pavement go back to those gold sounds and keep my advent to your 
yourself because it's nothing I don't like. Is it a crisis or a boring change when it's sent? The, the cover I've done of it is like, it's so unbelievably just like my bedroom. Like it's so, it's so, um, it's so DIY. But like that is your, it's just how I make all my demos. So it's proper, like I'm no producer. It's proper like scrappy, not that tight. But I That's also cool. thought that the original's kind of like that as well, which is. Yeah, it's got a certain kind of like shunk, not shunky, but is that even a word? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got that like, you can, you know, you can hear a few out of tune guitars yeah, and like, which is good. you know, you can, you can sort of hear that sort of like, a freestyliness, you know, to a lot of it. Um, but yeah, it is just like one of the greatest songs ever. And also it's one of those songs that every time I've heard it, I've just been like, I wish I knew all the words to this so that I could just like, cause like, you know, the words I do know and the words that are normally the words that everyone else, the bits that everyone else knows as well. But there are so many lyrics and like, they're so weird. Cause obviously he's got such like a non- pattern uh, lyrical style mm. but like it was really fun to do this because like i got to like actually like sit and read all the lyrics and like i know them a lot better now so next time it comes on at an indie club night you look round <laughs> and i'll be there <laughs> word by word <laughs> one of the, you say about it, it's kind of just this is it's a good representation of your bedroom and your bedroom studio that's the good thing about this this podcast is that it's been very interesting seeing how different people have approached the song they mm. wish they wrote. It's there's been a lot of personality gone into it. So yeah, uh, no, it's good. We don't want lovely polished. Yeah, you know, well, we do want lovely polished things as well. But nevertheless, you know, it's it's we want we want character. We want you know we want to find out. If it was them. my brother doing it, it would be like some really well produced and probably spend like a week just like really like getting in there and stuff but like for me that's just not my style like I I'm too impatient so like mine's proper scrappy just like lo-fi if myself is you know I've got like a little mic I don't even know what microphone that is I've got a pop shield I've got like a sock over my microphone <laughs> and you know I've just got like I've been using like plectrum that's been like sliced in half like it's half a plectrum <laughs> and and that kind of thing so you know i'm like my, my i've got like a fender jazz master which is such a fucking cool guitar but yeah. like it's net i don't think it's been set up in like 10 years <laughs> you know like it's got like two strings missing so like it's super just you know chilling but that's that's kind of how i like it and then that's normally that's how i write all my tunes and then i pass it over to jack and then he like pushes it up jack gives it a good thing um but yeah great song one of the best songs in the world and i was like how how am i gonna do this because i hate it when like people do a cover of something and then just like try and recreate it like exactly the same, mm -hmm. but I feel like maybe I have sort of done that a bit. <laughs> Not that I could achieve anywhere near the same greatness as Pavement. I don't know if I've changed it enough really, but yeah, who knows? I don't think you have to change it. It's just putting elements of you in it, I think, and how you would play that guitar or how do you play that keyboard, I think it's, I don't yeah. think you have to, as a rule, make some yeah. massive change. 
And I'm only saying this because having decided on Cattle and Cane by the Go-Betweens, I've been li- I've listened to it a couple of times. I thought, yeah, I wouldn't play the guitar, yeah. but I'd do this. Yeah, my, it's I'm not criticizing that, but just if I would, if I'd written that and I'd played it, it would have been just sure. slightly different, you know. And it's it's I think so. I guess it's the first time I've actually really started thinking about that. So this bit won't be in the podcast, by the way. Or it might be. It might be. Does the song have a a big meaning for you, or do you just love the song? Um. I well, I first heard this song like we used to have like an old Jack used to have an old LDV post van and it had a little tape player in it and it had about five or six tapes. It had Good Morning Vietnam soundtrack like nice. with all the dialogue in between. It was oh yeah, it was so great. And then um, and then I had Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, and like yeah, it does just take me back to to being the kid like. 16 17 like playing in bands like driving around the island and like in the sun in the summer with all of our mates and stuff like that but yeah that's it really man like it's just it's it's a it's a timeless one as well like no matter how many times i play it and pavement have got that thing like that i for me like is one of my favorite things in like rock music and it's that it's that thing that stephen malcolm has and it's like that 90s sort of like he's so good at doing that sort of like stepping down chord progression thing it like does something to me it's like it's so unbelievably feel good and cool um and teenage fan club are really good at that as well and like that, that sort of thing like it gets me in like it gets me right in there and I don't know, and just like the way he just sings it. I, I, to be honest, I just really wanted to sing it. Yeah. I really wanted to sing it. It's such a fun song. So yeah, that that's it, really, man. I just, yeah, I had so many other ones that I was going to go for, but I was like, also like I had to think about like I wish I wrote "Fire in the Hole" by Steely Dan, but I'm not going to try and like re- replicate that on a two octave MIDI keyboard, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, I have to be realistic about this. So I'm going to go for this song because it's got about four chords in it. I decline to walk the line. Yeah, I did. I, I was always. I, I thought about doing. Um, thought about doing an Alex G song. I don't know if you know Alex G. Like I, I'm a big Alex yeah, G fan, yeah. and not like great at guitar. I, I started doing Hope by Alex G, which is like one of my favorite songs in the world. But like, I, like I can't. I'm so shit at guitar. Like, I can't do this. It's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like rethink. Because like I said, I've got so many. You know. Yeah. Life is a roller coaster. That's a tune. Yeah. That is actually a genius song. That's one of my mate's um, karaoke songs. He loves it. So were you a big Pavement fan or was it just that album and the association of being in the van driving around the Isle of Man? Yeah, I'm a big Pavement fan, but I'm not like one of those fans that can like list you off all the records. Mainly that record, I, I, that's one of my favourite records. Recently kind of been more listening to The Jicks, like Stephen mm. Mathis' mm-hmm. band. Um, they put an album out recently, didn't you? Like about a year ago. It was really good. Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, it was like... Um, but one yeah. of my favourite songs ever is Stick Figures in Love. 
that's like another classic just thing of what I was telling what I was trying to explain of that thing that he does that song is a yeah it's one such a perfect song and another song do you know what I'm gonna say as well another song that I wish that I wrote which I didn't do for this podcast but I'm gonna say it because it is such a tune and anyone knows this song will be like yes is Impossible Germany by Wilco. Oh, yeah. That is Brilliant such song, yeah. a tune. Yeah. I don't know if you play songs do, yeah. within this podcast, but you should you should play that song, man. going to play gold sounds for us live here right now <laughs> with my bedroom band <laughs>
What's your invisible band called then? Lily and the Bedroom Boys. <laughs> so thanks, Lily. That's been brilliant. Thanks so much for joining us. That is okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's an honour. Thank you very much. And good luck with the album and the mega tour. We'll catch up with you somewhere on that tour. Yeah, nice one, man. Thank, thanks so much, yeah, guys. Yeah. Bye. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Lily from Penelope Isles, and you've been listening to our episode of I Wish I Wrote That Song, featuring Gold Sounds by Pavement. The hosts were Keith Wyatt and David Glover. If you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a review with your podcast provider, share it with your friends, and shout about it generally. Please keep your eyes and ears peeled for future episodes. Thank you for listening.